Terry from No Crumbs Left. On this episode, I'm joined by Mary Ruth Guillem. Mary Ruth is an absolute powerhouse. She is a certified health educator, nutritional consultant, and a chef, and she is the co-creator and the founder of Mary Ruth Organics and the author of Liquids to Lunch. She is a friend and inspiring mother and entrepreneur who came on the show to talk about the start of her career, the power of family life, and the benefits of time blocking. I loved talking with her, and I think you'll enjoy the conversation too. Let's go. Well, we've been wanting to do this for a long time, and I'm so happy to have Mary Ruth Guillem from Mary Ruth Organics on the podcast, one of my favorite female founders. Welcome. Thank you so much, Terry. Should we tell everyone the first time we met? Yes, tell. I was wanted to share my, from my point of view how exciting it was, um, and I'm sure also, Terry, you have a totally uh, different recollection of meeting me at your book tour, but it was a huge deal. I was able to get a ticket. We didn't know each other that well at the time. I was able to get a ticket for The Grove in Los Angeles, and I had my husband drive, my mom and I, and we got there like right at the beginning, and I was able to... September was like so amazing and it was full. It was before COVID, it was packed. And at the end, you took all these questions. I still remember what I was wearing. I was wearing a blue shirt and a gingham little skirt because it was such a memorable day for me. And I think I just asked you like, what's your what's your favorite food or something like that? And I think you were also afraid that I was gonna ask something like, about inviting people to a dinner party. You made like a joke um, that made everyone laugh. And I, I just remember it so well. And ever since then, I have followed you every single week. And I admire you for so many reasons. Well, thank you. I totally remember meeting you. I remember from like the, the stage, whatever, you guys were in the back on the left, almost, yeah. Totally, like at the end of the bookshelf and, and all that. So I, I totally, absolutely remember, you know, meeting you. And I think at that point, I just knew you kind of as, you know, someone that followed, but I really didn't know. I mean, you're so humble and amazing. And I didn't know about this amazing brand that you have built. And I've become, you know, a friend of yours. And then, I mean, I love, like, I'm crazy about the products. I think they are so amazing because in so many ways, they're sort of like you. You are this light being that's translated into these sort of amazing products. And so... I was just, you know, I've been wanting to do this and I want to kind of hear and let people hear a little bit about how did, you know, how'd you get started? I know you've been doing this for quite a bit and how'd you get started? So I think, I think it's very similar to your path that I wasn't really ever going to make a product. I just started doing my private practice in New York City on 47th and 3rd where I would see people one-on-one and we would just go over, kind of like a therapist, just go over like health routines. And I would teach this little concept, liquids to lunch. And everyone, they were open to it. It was, we're we're talking the year 2013. So Instagram was not as educational as it is today. So I was kind of sharing, I would say a little bit revolutionary things with people. And a lot of the clients would say, okay, we love doing liquids to lunch, but we can't take our vitamins anymore because capsules are making us nauseous. And I I said, oh, I need to make a liquid vitamin. And I didn't really have the money at all at the time. I was in a lot of debt. And I was able through just like calling around for six months to find an amazing manufacturer in California 
who was willing to make me 90 bottles of a custom blend vitamin. And that was kind of like the beginning of the, the products and sharing that. And it, it really is a miracle story that that manufacturer took a risk on me. I love that. And I think conversely, you are a person that's like, you take risks on people. I mean, you are always like, you're just, you lead with positivity. And I think one way that we're joined is that we're both people that care about making a difference. Actually, what's interesting about the the true reason I started to love following you on Instagram is, and I think it's also because I have very young children. I don't spend a lot of time on Instagram. So my daily routine is like, I would only really follow three or four people every day. I would check in with three or four people every day. You have always been one of those people. And it's because you were one of the first people I could really relate to. And and that's so interesting. Uh, I'm 37 years old, but everything about you kind of gave me validity and credibility. I would love that sometimes you would come on camera from the grocery store uh, looking, looking like... Looking disheveled. Yes. But what, why it was so empowering for me personally was... I, I truly, for eight years, the way we grew the business was like working all day, every day. And and I, sometimes I have bloodshot eyes after being on Zoom all day or a little disheveled. And, and I started to, to really just feel so, I adore and adore watching you because I saw this woman is totally real. She's coming on, she's a giver, she's sharing, she's taking care of her family, she's having fun, she's running her business. And I couldn't at the time, and still sometimes not always, find that. It's like an energetic force where you always talked about paying it forward and you had your pottery line and you were, everyone who was around you is having fun and they're laughing. And I love to give people gifts, like at our yes, company meetings, like <laughs> gifts and snacks. And honestly, and 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 one time you said something like you were at Roy's house in the bathroom answering your direct messages. And, and that's kind of like what I was always doing was trying to, I still do it, answer people myself. And, and that's also hard to find. So I just, every time I went to your page, I got strength about my own process and building my own team. Um, and it's really, when I met you, I mean, we were a team of, of 10 people and all these years we've grown, but I always come back to, you make me feel amazing. And I think you make other people feel amazing. Well, thank you. I mean, and I think you very much do the same. You know, you, you come, you come from such a place of, of kindness and you are really authentic. You know, it, that is a word that's authenticity overused, but in your case, it's, you know, it's, it's very real. Um, so you guys have, and you know, I never have anyone on do a promotional thing cause that's not who I am. But the reality for me is I really love what you guys do. I love the supplements and I feel like they're, uh, they just feel like sort of like channeled amazing products. And I mean, so you guys just have a, a whole lot happening than when you just had the one product, right? Yes. And also, um, I, I do, I am not the same type of cook that you are, but I have a culinary background. I went to a top five culinary school in New York City. So what we always try to do with the products was make sure they're really delicious. Sometimes you try products and I, I never say anything bad about anyone, but sometimes it's not delicious enough to, to yes. bring you back every day. So I think just like products, we try to make them really delicious. 
I mean, you know, I've been injured and I'm like, you know, a lover of turmeric and my very traditional doctor was like, you absolutely have to do turmeric. Those turmeric gummies, I confuse them for candy. Does anyone, do, yeah, does anyone ever like with me where it's like, I might need seven of these because they're really, or, you know, the immunity or the vitamin C. So delicious. <laughs> even even in a couple of my pregnancies, I, um, in the early stages of nausea, would eat like 10 Omega gummies because I, I do also enjoy them and not just yeah. because they're my product. Yeah. I mean, totally delicious. So in liquids um, to lunch, which I love, I totally aspire to liquids to lunch. And this is your book, you know, um, which of course, you know, but other people may not. Um, I mean, I like the idea and I've definitely, you've pushed me in that direction this year. I mean, I definitely have my green juice every day. I do intermittent fasting at night during the week when I'm, when I'm here working and not when I'm, you know, with Roy on the weekends, but I do the intermittent fasting. And then I always have my green juice in the morning, which I love. I don't normally make it till noon. I mean, I think I make it to like 11, but how did you, you know, come up with this? And I love, there are the 12 you know, the 12 rules in liquids to lunch, but I love like one is believe in a force of goodness. I mean, which, you know, I always say, and, and I didn't make it up, but you know, human beings are inherently so good. I mean, mind you, we know that there are some that aren't, but it's just like the goodness of human beings. Just like, you know, it's like, if we can, if we can every day be blown away by that, our life is going to be better. Uh, but so just tell me a little bit about how did that come to be and give us some of them. I mean, stress less, think positively, right? right up my alley. One of the things that I love about those particular 12 actions um, are that they are actually free and accessible to every single person. Um, so that's kind of attractive on, on many spectrums because if you're in a lockdown in your house, you can still do all of those things. Obviously, who doesn't love some acupuncture or massage or any of those things, but you, you do have to pay money for those things, go and travel to do those things. And often myself included, no one really has much time. Right. So so it's nice to have these little tips that are, that you can do while you're traveling, while you're really busy, if you're a really busy parent and they are free and they are accessible and they do make you feel so amazing. And so just to answer your question about liquids to lunch, one thing I love is that a common denominator when you talk with a lot of people is people really want to have more energy. They just want to have energy to do all the things that they love. And a cumulative way to give yourself and your body and your digestive tract just a little rest and a little more energy is doing what you are trying, which is like just by making the, let's say if you usually ate at 8 a.m., but you decide to do liquids till 11, it's kind of four more hours that your digestion and your body gets to rest and you get just a little bit extra energy. Um, and I think cumulatively over the course of 365 days, it, it creates a compound effect where you will feel different than you did a year ago. Um, and it's nothing crazy like no one's saying like, oh, let's do a juice fast for a week or, or anything. It's more just manageable. And sometimes you're going to get hungry at 10. But I think just drinking water, drinking tea, green juice, a coffee, a bone broth, a vegetable broth, until the moment you really want to have your first meal is such a small thing that you can implement that I do believe creates other small openings, right? Because mm -hmm. what's cool is then you eat your lunch or a snack at 11 or 12, and you might actually not eat as much as you usually eat just because you've kind of already entered into this 
flow where the digestion is just going a little bit smoother. Everyone's different and people play around with it all the time. But I, I think overall, it, it does add value to people's lives when they use it on a consistent basis. And does it is it does it need to be till noon or is the idea is what what if someone gets up at five in the morning? Is it sort of like this is the best question in the book? I call it the pushback theory. So it doesn't even have to be until noon at all. Even just pushing it back, the pushback theory till like nine a.m. creates mm -hmm. three instead of having oatmeal at six a.m. If you just make it till nine, and it's such a great way to just hydrate. So, so as soon as you get up, you're drinking all the water and then having, whether it's coffee or tea or a smoothie or a green juice or vegetable broth, giving all, as long as you do liquids, it's, it's in the right direction. Because also I get very hungry too. Have you, I mean, you're a very thin person. I, you know, I am not, so I'm, I'm, I'm always looking at habits of, of naturally thin people. Are you naturally thin? Is it something you've really worked at? I, I definitely was never thin at all um, until basically at my adult life. So what's kind of cool and for fun later, Terry, I think I might just text you like some before and after photos, but also my mom, um, I'll talk about my mom for a moment and then I'll share just about my personal like growing up. But my mom right now is uh, 66 years old and She's at a great healthy weight for her now. She's like, I think about 160 pounds. But she was, after my brother passed away, um, about 210 pounds. And it really took her about three years to just find a good routine that, that allowed her to get back to where she was comfortable. And something she thought about or that I would, would speak with her is you know, to, to lose, she lost my dad and my brother. So to lose like your husband and your 17-year-old child is... Uh, unspeakable. And I used to tell her like, mom, you know, just encouraging her and loving her, you know, asking, do you want to go for a walk? Do you want to go on the elliptical? And what's amazing is that it took her three years, but we would talk about like, I say, mom, someday I'm going to get married. You know, someday I'm going to have grandchildren. You're going to want to be able to play with your grandchildren. So I think being patient is really important. And I think that people know what's best for them and where they feel healthy and comfortable. So everyone's different, but I always had a, I'm going to talk about myself for a moment. I always had a lot of self-esteem and I think all your children probably are the same having a mom like you because my mom used to always tell me like she loves me so much and I can do anything. And I think like that's so powerful ha having parents that help build self-esteem. So I was always much heavier growing up, but I never even notice. Like I was the captain of my basketball team and I ran cross country and I was all state in lacrosse and I loved to party. And I always had like a boyfriend who thought I was cute. And, um, and, and, and weight was never something, thank God, because I know so many girls that this is an issue for, but honestly never ever entered my stratosphere of like thought. Cause I was always having fun playing sports and being with my friends and parents and but I know that that's a real thing for, for certain people. And I think that each person will, will, will have self-awareness about what works for them, but it's not easy. And now, yes, I am, like you said, like thinner, but I think it just comes more from, I learned a few tricks along the way that work for me. Yeah, it makes sense. You, you talk a lot about, you know, sort of like this structure with freedom. I know that you're like the queen of time blocking. Um, 
and tell us, like, inspire us a little bit. How, how, how do you do that? I know you like are you are like the rock star of getting stuff done and still making your family dinner, knowing when to turn it off. You know, you, you seem to be very, very happily married. And you how you do all of this. And I know that you're in the DMs because I know just like me, you are the person answering, you know, this. How do you do that? And I know you've got this system, so help us. I'm so happy, Terry, that you have mentioned time blocking. I cannot say enough about um, the motivation and comfort that time blocking has given me for 15 years. I was recently, um, I recently did a t time blocking. At my company, we have like fun lunch once a month and then we have book club once a month and then we do four times a year time blocking workshop. So I just did for my team the time blocking workshop and I, I, I was joking around, but like I started calculating. I wanted to kind of, we have a lot of parents at our company and I started to name like how many hours were dedicated to bath time over the course of a year. Yeah. I was making people laugh. I was like, <laughs> I've done, I was like with twin babies, I've done like 18, 40 hour work weeks of, it was just great. But, yeah. but what is amazing about time blocking is that I have done it for 15 years. That's over 130,000 hours of time blocking. Um, I actually have like all my sheets here um, that I use, but just to break it down for everyone listening, and I hope that this will inspire even just a few listeners, but I, I, I cannot say enough about the gentle motivation it gives you because what it is is total freedom. And what I mean by that is everyone, it, for me, it goes back to self-awareness right before you time block. So everyone always changes. Life is fluid. And also, Terry, you know that so many things don't go the way we plan. Every single day, you even had like knee problems this year. You have to go to like doctors now. There's like all these bad things that happen every, every year positive things happen. And then every day, everyone's going to get interrupted no matter what. So what I love about time blocking is it's a piece of paper. You can write whatever 5 a.m. all the way to 10 p.m. at night. The key is that you have a to-do list for that particular day that you're about to pair with the hours that are allotted. So if you have a journal and it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, there's to-do list for each day. And then the time blocking is on the second page. The key with time blocking is that the day before, you have to do it the day before. You sit down, you look at the to-do list, and it's a bunch of fun things and a bunch of things you don't want to do, like update your iCloud or something, some like annoying tech task that maybe you don't want to do. And you start to write in um, all the big things. Like I had a customer care meeting right before the podcast. You write it all out, you highlight like big things that you know you have to do. And then also you start adding in all the little things. Like I need to potty train Elliot. I need to order new sneakers for Jacob. He's size 5.5 wide. Um, all these like tasks for my children or whatever it is. And I actually have the scissors right in front of me. Oh yeah, we wanna see a cut, we wanna see. Yeah, yeah, basically it's it's so funny because the scissors are not here because I didn't know even know you're gonna ask me about the podcast, but here's my time blocking sheet and we got it right here. Also like at the bottom here after work, it says like, I don't have to take a shower tonight because I took one this morning. 
So I'm, I'm going to have, have to get a picture of this. Of this. <laughs> so, so I literally, I'm going to cut off so you can see I'm not full of it. Check this out. I'm going to cut off the podcast. The podcast was this. And right after the podcast, I have uh, a training session with QVC because uh, there's some things I need to work on with them. So you could see that this is happening at 2.30. The podcast was at 12.30. And I just keep going here. What else do I have here? It says that I need to upload the new time blocking YouTube video from Upwork. Schedule blood work for the twins. Oh, I'm two days behind picking up a $50 gift card for the people on Instagram. Um, and I need to edit the infant probiotic ad copy. It's just kind of like you put in and then you know, Terry, that right. you're not going to get a bunch of this done. So you keep pushing it. You keep pushing that's it. That's what I wonder. Okay. Yes. Right. And that's the key because, yeah. because that's where the freedom is. Once you know the structure, the freedom is you just keep pushing it until pretty much the last moment. But you have you have stability and comfort because you know what's all the deadlines are coming. Like on Saturday, let's see something on Saturday that I said. I just have to ask, are you a Virgo? So I wish I was a Virgo. I love <laughs> Virgos. Um, I am an Aquarius. Okay. What sign are you? I'm a Sagittarian. Oh, of course. Leo, Leo rising Aquarius moon. And I am Leo rising too. Okay. okay. Well, the hair. I, yeah. yeah, I think it totally makes sense. So thank you for asking about the time blocking. I think if people go to YouTube and they look up a, a time blocking video and they give it a shot, um, it is life changing um, in a positive way. Like you can put in, you want to do a face mask, all these fun things. I love it. One of the other things that you that you talk about um, is this sort of concept of the night before one minute. Mm -hmm. So tell us about that, because I, I, I just think that's really interesting. And I was like, oh, I, I can do that. Oh, my goodness. So uh, also, I'm just I'm having such a blast because these are all my my favorite my favorite things to speak about. Um, and, and I think they add the most add value to people. Also, when I have basically it started like this. When I had the twins and I was uh, like exclusively breast pumping while working, I used to do something and my husband would say, why are you doing it that way? And I said, because it's saving me one minute five times a day. And what it was, was that I always kept my sneakers on and I would sit on the bed, but I would put it like a beach towel down. Um, and I was saving one minute five times a day, not taking on and off my shoes, um, which sounds like crazy, but it really like the twins really taught me like what one minute could mean cumulatively and 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 it was so interesting when i started putting this together for me personally and then i would talk about it with our company and people would relate to it so one minute at the end of a year is 6 hours so and and these are ballpark numbers people can probably correct my math but 5 minutes after 365 days a year I think is 30 hours. Does that sound right? Yeah. 30 hours. 30 minutes every single day at the end of a year is 2 weeks. So it's supposed to be comforting to people that if you want to do something like a passion project or you always wanted to exercise or stretch, but you feel like you just can't. Um, if, you, if you can think about like 10 minutes, getting up 10 minutes earlier or not going on social media for 10 minutes longer than you said you would, and then you think about it in the compound effect, 
you could actually start a new project, a new hobby, something so amazing and and have feel this feeling of freedom. It's just supposed to be a concept that helps empower people when have you heard of this sleep revenge thing? I wonder if no. you I wonder if you no. I wonder if you do this. But this is also Terry something that we we talk about in my company and it it's it's so well received because everyone confesses that they do this. Um, and so there's something called sleep revenge, which is people who either are parents or caregivers or work really long hours, they, they need freedom and they do it in a form of sleep revenge. So let's say they've just worked God knows how long um, they come home from the office and they now decide to stay up for three, four hours to watch Netflix. It's a way, and it's very common with moms because you just feel like whether you're a working mom or stay at home mom, you just honestly feel like seven days a week, you know, you don't have, have that alone time. So when the children are sleeping, you're like, I'm going to do whatever I yeah, want to do. Yes. Yeah. I, I, a hundred percent. I mean, for me, it's like I'm, you know, physical therapy every single morning, working all day. I'm right now either seeing a chiropractor or an acupuncturist after I get home and I have to do my physical therapy. Okay, now I just want to have fun. And so now it's like, I'm going to get on my Instagram. I'm going to do this. I'm going to start listening to my book. And around 10 o'clock, I am like, so like I'm high energy because I'm like, oh my God, it's like, you know, and I'm not eating cake right now. So it's like, I just want the moment of having, feeling this sort of freedom that I don't feel in my life right now. And yes, I do. And I don't, I'm not a TV watcher, but I, I definitely would like go down the rabbit hole of like Instagram, you know, or I'm listening to my book on tape or I'm, you know, yeah, it's not, and by it's not good because I need sleep. You perfectly have shared the definition of sleep revenge. And so, and we all relate to this. Everyone listening can relate to this in some way, shape or form. And and so I forget why we started talking about this specific. Well, it's that the one minute. I love this idea of like, like, like if it's your kids or feeding your kids, you have this one minute where you go. And that's what I th- think is really also cool. Yes. So just, just the one minute, like I'm always looking for ways to create happiness within, within what is for children under five is a lot of bath time and diapers and, and all those things. But I, I feel that we all have 24 hours in a day and I, I find it exciting that I can try different ways to add in things that I enjoy. Like, like my mom went to lunch for her with her friends last Saturday for our first time in a long time because of the pandemic. And honestly, because of time blocking, I made sure that I that I wrote the day before that I would let her borrow one of my sweaters, give her one of my necklaces. I, I wanted to help her get ready for lunch. And and what allowed me to do that is is time blocking and and I I really can't say enough about that. I think it should be your next book, by the way. I think that time blocking is actually something I can't believe that I didn't write about in liquids to lunch. I just, it didn't occur to me that that's a tool that I use to do all of those things. But I, I was very pregnant when I wrote that book. So you know how sometimes you just wasn't, it's, it's, wasn't meant to be at that time. Yeah. It, it, you filled it with a lot of good stuff. What activities make you forget about time and just feel present in the moment? Cooking is, I remember when I was in a lot of debt before I had children every Saturday, 
I, I, once a month I would get a new cookbook. Um, it, that was kind of like what we budgeted. I was like, I can buy one cookbook a month. And I mean, I remember this so well. We lived in a 580 square foot apartment in New York City. It was always freezing. New York City is always freezing for a long, many months of the year. And I think I just would look through all these cookbooks and it would just make me feel like I don't even know what time it is. I also love, there's only a couple things I like. I don't ever travel. It's not that I don't like traveling. I just don't really have... I have a lot of responsibilities and so traveling isn't something I love, but what makes me lose time is if I can go for a walk or a jog outside, I love getting sunshine and I love cookbooks and reading and yeah, like giving people whatever I'm cooking and, and making them try it and getting their feedback. Like one time um, before children, I made like matcha cream puffs from a paleo pastoria book and I brought them to some little party and it was so funny. Some guy named Adam that my, my husband's friends with was telling me how the, the matcha cream puff didn't taste good. And I just thought it was so funny. Um, and, and I think that those are things that I try to not to lose. And when, I, when I'm busy with our family, I try to go back to some of those things. One of the things I learned is that you and your husband share the same birthday, same year, right? So when you met him, like how did that, how did that come out and what did you think? Oh my goodness. Oh, I, I, I actually have never said this on a podcast before, but I, I think it's weirdly appropriate. And when you ask the question, it, it like sparked this in my memory. So my husband and I were in the same group of friends at the time. And yet we, have, we found out we had the same birthday, same year. So he's born three hours before me. We are actually very similar, except our, in our charts, he's Taurus rising and I'm rising Leo, but everything else is the same in the chart. And um, I started to realize that he had a crush on me because there had been like two different parties where he started to feed me food, which is so weird. But I remember like he had made like some gluten-free sandwich and he told me to like take a bite of his sandwich. And I'm a very reserved person. Like I, I didn't really date a lot of people. Um, and, and I thought that was so weird. Like, why is this person asking me to take a bite of, of their gluten-free sandwich that they made? And then there was one other time, something, somebody made like a zucchini pancake. Again, we're always in the same group of friends and he was always around. I think he definitely liked me first and I didn't really, was kind of dating other people. And, the, and then the second time it really stood out when he asked me to try a bite of this like zucchini pancake, I'm thinking, this is so inappropriate. <laughs> um, but he is my best friend. And I, I'm, when I married him, we were, again, we were in a lot of debt and he only had $5,000, which is a lot of money. But, but at the time, I remember I was in so much financial debt. There was someone else in our group of friends who had a crush on me and, and really could have uh, taken away that financial debt if I had decided to marry that particular person. And all that I'll say is that I remember when I got engaged to my husband, um, that particular person was at, at a party with us and he came over to me and he said, and remember, I knew that this person liked me. He said, are you sure? Are you sure you really want to work for the rest of your life? And why that's so powerful is, and this goes back to kind of the theme about how important it is when parents are instilling self-esteem in children. I remember this thinking like, what is this? guy even talking about like I love David so much and I'm in so I was in a few hundred thousand dollars of debt like a lot of debt um but I knew like I'm going to get out of this debt somehow 
And it took me a long time. It took seven years. And I would definitely not be talking to you right now. I wouldn't have my company or my products or my team of 110 teammates. Um, if I had maybe like taken, society puts like a lot of pressure on women and yes. people on, and I think that it was my mom who always kind of gave me self-esteem to know that like, I'm gonna marry the person that I really love because I really, really love him and I'm not gonna second guess it. Um, and, and at the time it was extremely complicated decision. And now, now that we're on the other side, it's like the fact that I'm still married to this person who is my best friend um, and he's so supportive. I feel like really lucky. I look back on that and that was the most important decision that I had free will over. Yeah, I was going to ask you. I love that. I'm like, you. that's beautiful. I feel like in a way, one of the best decisions that I ever made, it's going to make me cry, but is choosing to take care of my parents when they died is that I put everything else aside and that I was able to totally be there for my mom. And, you know, we knew she was dying. It wasn't like we didn't know. And the same thing with my dad, that I was able to give it all I've got. And and a lot of people say like, well, how did no crumbs left come to be? But it was the energy left over from when my parents were gone that it was like such dynamic that it, it created this other thing. And they, they you know, they've not here to see any of that, but it really came from the ex, the leftover love from them. So, it, so the truth is they're a part of all of it because it really came out of the love that I have for them. So anyways, didn't know I was saying that today, but there we go. <laughs> that is so meaningful for me because the way that you just said that um, makes me, makes me also feel a sense of closure about like, even the fact that my dad and my brother have never seen this, I never thought about what, what you just said, I never thought about, which is like all of that energy allowed you to create no crumbs left. And it came from that, their love. And that's, yes, yes. That's amazing. Yeah. So they're part of, you know, yours, your brother and your dad, who you lost are, are a part of it too. Their energy, you know, gave birth to it in a way. And, and I think that that's also what you were mentioning in the beginning when you're talking about like this universal force of goodness. I don't know if you also believe in like, like a quantum theory, like a quantum physics type of thing, like people's energy and the love, like, like words of love have a quantum frequency. I, I think that you probably believe that too. Yeah. And I mean, what I feel like is that love that I had for my mom and that she has for me, it still exists even though she's gone. And so I didn't know all the words for it, but even though she's gone, I know that the love's here because I can go and feel it and I can feel her love for me and I can feel it. So it's, it's, it's real. I know that for sure. Nobody could talk me out of that. And I think everything you just said is honestly so amazing. And I, and I, and I never thought about it quite like that at all, not once before in my whole life. So thank you. Well, it's been so wonderful to have you on today. I, I know that if we want to find you, Tell us your Instagram and tell us how we come over and find the beautiful products. And I'm, you know, I'm, I mean, I, I love the products. I use them every day. I really, really believe in them. But tell us how to find you. So our website is maryruthorganics.com. And then our Instagram is also maryruthorganics.com. And thank you for everyone who is listening to our podcast all the way to the very end. Thank you for being here. Thank you. been listening to No Crumbs Left Table Talks with me, Terry Turner. Be sure to stick around for the after show with my kids September. But first, I have some great news. You can head to Married Ruth's website and use the code Terry20 to get 20% off on her products. Just head to MaryRuthOrganics.com and type in the code Terry20. That's 
T-E-R-I-20. If you like the show, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your shows. To keep in touch, be sure to follow me over on Instagram, at No Crumbs Left, and subscribe to our Friday Favorites newsletter. Wasn't that such a great episode? Love her. I mean, she is, first of all, it could have been like 10 episodes. I didn't even get through like half of what I wanted to talk to her about. There was a whole nother thing I wanted to ask her about. But I mean, she's she's an amazing, like, I, I I deeply, deeply admire her. Wait, what were you excited? What didn't you get to ask about? Oh, she's got this this thought, like, it's kind of like we get to the thought, thought the same way, but her thought is like, like, let's say she's a kid and a, the kid has physical challenges. They go through the thing is what is the worst case scenario and goes to the end. And then it's like, can we live with that? And then it's like, okay, this and this will happen. It's all awful, but can we live with it? And my thing is like a little different, like I'm secreting, you know, like in my secreting, I would like not want to say like, oh, I, oh, I, if I want to lose weight, it wouldn't be like, um, oh gosh, I, I hope I don't look fat in this. It would be like, I am so healthy and feeling so great. The reality, so it's like, I do a little of this stuff from the secret, but the reality is in a way we both manifest from this different place, but it's actually very different. So I wanted to ask, but you know, there's only so many. I- That's so funny. I'm like really similar to her and in, in where like. I you always sort of start from like going from the positive, which I I think is really, and I'm a pretty positive person, but I don't get there by starting in the positive. My thing is like I always have to weigh out every option of what's all the worst stuff that could happen, and then try to like spin it from a positive perspective somehow. So you, oh gosh, something be... people don't know about me, but you know about this about me. It's like. Don't anybody call me at bedtime to be telling me like sad, awful stories or there's a lot of where well, we can't even tell you a sad, awful story any time of day. I, yeah, it's well, not good. It's not good. You know, where, um, you know, a lot of times when I do work with Abby, who's this energy worker, her thing is like you're in touch with all, so many people. You have so much energy on you. Let's just first get all of that energy off you. So what happens for me is because I'm really empathic is that I can't like I can't really read a sad book or watch like a stressful TV show. There is no pleasure in that yeah. for me. And because I go from seven in the morning until seven at night and then I do my exercises and blah, blah, blah. No, my free time, I can't, it, it's only, I don't want to hear awful, really sad things. Now, mind you, people contact me to say, I lost my mother, like that kind of thing I can totally deal with and and support and be there for. But I don't want to hear like just every awful and sad thing. I just, I don't. So it's it's weird. Well, and certainly not like stories about the dentist either. Like oh, no, that's yeah. not the kind not, of thing yeah. that we would enjoy. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. But I, I, yeah. So I feel like it, I don't, I'm not expressing it well, but when you and Patrick will call or to tell me something, it's like, do not call me with nine o'clock at night with just, you know, call me like at 11 with bad news. That's much better for me. So that's all I can say. I love that we're like, we go to the, we go to the energy worker. Like when I try to explain to, I mean, when I was like 14, trying to explain where I was going on Wednesday evenings to my friends, I'm like, oh, I'm going to Abby, the energy worker. Like people are like, you mean like therapy? And I'm like, I mean, I like not quite. <laughs> but it is our version not, of therapy. I mean, in, in, I mean, it well, is, you lay down on a table and a magical woman rids you of all this energy, but it's not like you're sitting in the, it's not like what other people are picturing as therapy. Anyways, I just think it's funny because it's we live we live kind of an untraditional life, oh, but I in a very so. cute and, way. And I want to say, and I don't know if I said this recently, so if I did, stop me. But I we were talking about how when you when you went to the nurse and you said to the nurse like, "My mom has us on a cleanse," <laughs> or like, "We are on a fast." My mom has us on a fast. So the nurse called me from school because it was like there was some indication you weren't being fed. 
And I said to her, well, we were doing a juice cleanse from peeled, which I had elected to do myself. Well, but you, then I, I, I wanted I to, no an excuse to lose. You were a little kid and I had, there's no situation like, no, maybe... no, no. I was like, thir I was like 14. We had decided as a family to do this cleanse from peeled, which I elected to do. But then I decided that I realized there was maybe a way to, to get out of going to school. Okay, just just. To I be, wanted to hit two birds with one stone. I want to be clear. In this version of mine, you were younger, and you weren't actually doing any of the cleanse. I was doing something, and then I was <laughs> called by the school because there was some thought I wasn't feeding you. I was like, here's something to know. I might do many things wrong as a parent. Not feeding oh. my kids, Nurse Ann, that's not one of them. Just as an FYI. <laughs> It just, it and just like, Nurse Ann, Nurse Ann might even be listening. Nurse Ann was our nurse the whole time, the 14 years. We love or the nurse 18 Ann. years, because Patrick's, oh, Nurse Ann is a legend. Yeah, so Nurse Ann, I mean, Nurse Ann brought, really didn't think. I think Nurse Ann kind of thought it was funny and wanted to chat with me about it. But oh, I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe some things I'm doing wrong. That ain't one of them. I don't, I don't think that Nurse Ann thought that you weren't feeding us. <laughs> so what did you think of the Mary Ruth? And what did you think of, I mean, she's just so dynamic and wonderful. And I mean, I, it was so hard for me to jump on, to, to not jump on when she was talking about time blocking, because all I wanted to know was, is she a Virgo? And I'm so glad that you asked it because I'm a Virgo and literally like, you know, I, you know me, I'm like, I'm vacuuming under the couch. Like I, all of this little stuff about like doing color coding and these labels and like, if somebody's going on a podcast and talking about how you organize your day and then you cut out the little sections, I mean, it's just, there's nothing that makes me feel better in the entire world than somebody speaking on that topic. So I thought it was great and very inspirational. And, and in the middle of the podcast, she takes the scissors out. I mean, she literally takes the scissors out. I wish you could have had the visual, and you did, but I'm saying the listeners. And she's clipping out the thing. I mean, it was just like. I didn't even know. I didn't even know how the scissors were going to come into it. Because either. she's like, I have these scissors. I have these scissors. And I'm like on the edge of my seat. Like, I can't wait to hear how the scissors become involved in this story about the time blocking. Just so you know, oh I did God. videos and pictures at the time. I, I was watching you, and I felt so proud. I was like, <laughs> I, I got to get this down. I mean, you're like, this is prime content. Um, I this podcast. I mean, at the end, I was almost crying, which is what I was left with. Like the two of you. I mean, you're both such hustlers. Everything that comes out of both of your mouths is like so inspirational. But the two of you getting together to like. Talk about the power of love and about your departed family members and how that energy is something that's like propelled both of you into the success and things that you've manifested. I mean, I just found that so powerful. And um, that's the way I feel about you, but you're here, you yeah. know, like I, I, I feel that way about about your love. It's like the reason why I can do anything that I'm proud of. So um, I want to say. That that's the thing. Even when I'm gone, you just always have to say that thing I can say about my mom 22 years later. I feel the love here. I mean, I miss my mom every day, but I just, she's still so much a part of my life. And I can't believe she's been gone 22 years, but she's still with me every moment for sure. Well, I'm really glad you're still here. Yeah. We don't have to just feel the love. <laughs> I don't. I, yeah, I'm glad that I can, I can maybe listen to this episode at a later date. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm feeling really lucky to feel the love in the way that I currently feel it, which is with you on the planet. And, <laughs> um, but I just love Mary Ruth. I, 
I don't know how much I can say about this, but the two, but the two of us work together on a project that's going to come out soon, um, centered around kind of the importance of daily routines. And I got to work on that with her and her company, and that was really, really fun. So I'm so excited. I think she's got this incredible childlike quality to her, this, like, this just this kind of innocence and playfulness around life that I think a lot of people lose in adulthood that she doesn't seem to, she, she hasn't seemed to have lost, like, just this wonder about life that's so, so precious. And um, I loved her talking about meeting meeting you on the book tour. Um, what people wouldn't didn't know about that book tour at the Grove is, like, how many boxes and like spin like the things from the sponsor like the tote bags how many boxes you had delivered to our apartment like our entire living room this was like a a thousand foot square apartment two bedrooms our entire living room and like guest room were filled to the brim with boxes of like patty bowls and things and this and i had to like invite friends over and we were like organizing things but when when we talk about the the thing at the Grove and her meeting us that day, all I can think about is like getting my friends together to organize our living room full of boxes. Yeah, it was real. Um, there was no, there was no pay. There were volunteers and just, you know, there were crumbles that came not <laughs> to your place, but you know, friends and that's, you know, that's how we did it. We did, yeah. it, we did it old school. We did it old school. Oh, and sleep revenge. Oh my God. I mean, we're, well, we're you're on the honey, sleep revenge You're train. the queen of sleep revenge. Yeah. I'm like I actually we use we use the non-binary term quing. It's something I've I've coined. Okay. It's a new. If there's anybody else out there that feels in the middle of all the various gender expressions, quing is an option for you. We're practically doing an ad for it right now. Okay. But I am I'm the quing of um, sleep revenge. I'm getting revenge. I am sleep revenge. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we we don't think it's working, but oh well. Okay. Until next no, it's time. Not. Okay, we love you. We miss you. We think you're incredible. You're all just sexy people who are so cool. And I love you, Mom. Have a good day. Love you too.